Hi, welcome to my home and thank you for inviting me into yours. It's so good to have you here. Now, let me start with a question. How are you doing? I mean, really doing? As I've asked people that question over the last couple of weeks, I've had a range of responses reflecting this COVID season. So on the good side, there are parents who are loving the time that they're having with their family. And there's creative types, getting online, writing stories, recording songs, funny videos and tutorials and so on. And then, of course, there's the haircuts. Probably enough said about that. On the flip side, I know that for some, this has been a tough time. Uh, I get to read the weekly prayer requests that come in. And I read that there are parents concerned about their children. There's frontline workers concerned for those that they're caring for. Some of you worried about job security and business survival in this season, not sure what the future holds. Uh, and there are many other challenges too. So however you are right now though, the good news that I bring to you today is that Jesus is very interested in you and, and what is going on in your life. In fact, in John's Gospel chapter 10, that I'm going to refer to a few times in this message, in verse 10 of that passage, God declares this over your life. I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. The word life there is the word zoe, meaning vibrant, abundant, expansive, never-ending life. I, I mean, we love this so much that we actually named our daughter after this verse. Uh, not John 10, but Zoe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's amazing. And the basis that we can trust him to deliver that promise of abundance comes in the very next verse in John chapter 10 verse 11 in which Jesus describes himself in this way. He says, I am the good shepherd. It's in two parts there you can hear. I am refers to Yahweh, our amazing all-sufficient God. Simon described him to us three weeks ago as a God big enough for anything that's going on in our lives. And then we heard Steve describe him as uh, I am the bread of life, the big God who can provide all you need. And Annabelle last week, the big God that I am who can bring light into every area of your life. Today, the I am Yahweh is our shepherd. Now this image of shepherding to Jesus' first listeners was a very securing image indeed because they thought of a shepherd, uh, they weren't thinking of um, lambs frolicking in a field as we might do, but their shepherd picture was of a warrior-like figure armed to the teeth who so loved his sheep that nothing was getting past him to harm them. The hard, difficult desert of Israel was a land in which you simply couldn't let your sheep wander off. It was dangerous terrain, with the threat of many wild predators as well as a scarcity of grazing lands, very little water, passive and active threats to the flock. To thrive, the flock needed a dedicated shepherd to protect them and guide them. These sheep were completely reliant on their shepherd for everything they needed. He had to lead them to water, he had to give them food, and he had to find them a secure place to rest, often lying across the gate of the sheepfold at night to offer an in-person security service to those precious sheep. So the fact that Jesus is our good shepherd is incredibly good news for us and our world today. This is what Jesus is to us, a shepherd of his people, and we are his flock. The first listeners of Jesus would be very familiar with the writings of the Old Testament and in particular the writings of David the Psalmist. David uh, was a king as well as a writer but his early life he was a shepherd 
And so he describes God's care of us in Psalm 23, which is the most famous psalm of all, and is subtitled the Shepherd Psalm. Now it's going to be read to us now. And as you listen, would you receive confidence assurance that the Good Shepherd is with you? The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That is where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure. And leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness. So that I can bring honour to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Wow, what amazing promises the Good Shepherd brings into our life. He leads us to a place of full provision where we have everything we need. He leads us to, one version puts it, green pastures, a biblical picture of abundance. You hear a theme coming through here with John 10. He, he brings us peace. He restores and revives our lives. He leads us in ways that are good for us. And even when we face dark times, he promises to be with us. Did you hear that verse? Even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, Fear will never conquer me. Instead, in his presence, we have security. We need to have no fear for today or for the future because we can live in the assurance for all of our life and into eternity that the Good Shepherd is with us. This then is the background music that's playing when Jesus takes these truths to a whole new level. In relationship with Jesus, the Good Shepherd, a transformation takes part. This is what I experienced when, at the age of 17, I surrendered my life to Jesus. I went, I, I feel, from being a lost sheep to being a found sheep. From someone who was rootlessly wandering about with very little sense of purpose in life to a new and deep sense of the presence of Jesus in my everyday life. I was a different person. I was renewed, refreshed, guided and secured by God. I went from being what, what the Bible calls a sheep without a shepherd to being God's precious possession, drawn into the flock of God. And again, in a transformational moment, when I became part of the family of God, uh, not actually became a sheep of God, but I became a child of God. Now, I know that many of you watching will have had that same experience, but I want to assure all of us that this is a transformational experience that's for anyone and everyone who comes to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. And this is possible because Jesus isn't just a shepherd, but he is the Good Shepherd. He is uniquely committed to your well-being, ready to protect you, provide for you, be everything you need. 
In fact, as I was praying for you ahead of today, this is what I wanted to be my gift to you as you heard my voice, that right now the peace and security of God would be in you in increasing measure. Now, for that to happen, we have to realise that we have a part to play too. We have to position ourselves to receive his guidance and blessing. Now, let me jump back to John's Gospel, chapter 10, this time to verses 27 and 28, where we read Jesus speaking again. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. You see, it's in this listening and following piece that uh, Jesus opens up the treasures of the Good Shepherd to us. To be led by the Good Shepherd, we must first choose to listen to his voice. That's a key feature of this relationship between the shepherd and the sheep as it unfolds in John chapter 10. And again, it's a, it's a local illustration. In shepherding in Israel, sheep were trained to listen for the voice of their shepherd. Now apparently, in a sheep market or a watering hole where there were tens of thousands of sheep gathered, a shepherd just simply had to call out for his own sheep. And the sheep recognised the voice of their own shepherd and they would come out of that massive crowd, so to speak, and gather as a flock. Now, to have the Good Shepherd guide us in our lives, we need to train ourselves to recognise his voice amongst the myriad of voices all around us. You see, when, when we look for guidance and advice, it seems to me that there are so many voices around us that it can be difficult to know who to believe, who to trust, who to follow. From, for example, from it could be from Google or social media, the news. There are voices of opinion all around us. And of course, they may well have something to contribute to our life, but there is a lot of noise there too. So our challenge, especially in this season, I think, is to listen to the voice of Jesus for the good guidance we need so that we can be confident that we're going in the right direction in our lives. And, and with that will come a depth of security and peace. I, I saw this illustrated beautifully when uh, my wife Heather and I uh, went to the Paralympics in London in 2012. The highlight of the event for me was to watch the visually impaired triple jumpers. In the centre of a full stadium with so much noise, out from the tunnel came the jumper and her coach arm in arm. Uh, they came out onto the field and we were looking and wondering, how is this going to work? The athlete was lined up at the beginning of a long run up to that sand pit where they do the hop, skip and the jump. And then the coach went to the far end. And when the coach felt that the athlete was ready, she simply raised her hand and the stadium went completely silent. I mean, totally silent. And into that silence came one word, one voice, the voice of the coach. Come. The athlete had that one voice and set off in that direction, full tilt, I mean, absolutely running at it. And then the coach at the right moment shouts, jump. And instantly, without delay, the athlete leapt up and forward in a hop, skip and a jump. Now, what I can tell you is that the athlete wasn't listening to the coach's voice for the first time. She had trained herself to hear that voice. She had trained herself to listen for the direction, the, the, the one that was calling and so too for us, it's very practical. How? We have to choose to stop, be quiet, pray, and ask the Good Shepherd to speak to us. I mean, literally, take time to sit down, stop running around physically, and in your head too, and, and read the words of Jesus from the Bible, 
and the Holy Spirit's voice to your soul together will train you to hear his voice. I mean, a great place to start is the four records of Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Or maybe you could memorise Psalm 23 that we had heard read earlier. Or if you've got a smartphone, you could go on the version app uh, because on there you'll find reading plans that, that will help translate the, the Word of God by the Holy Spirit into your life. There, there are themes there on peace, love, hope, relationships, employment and so many more. And they will bring the voice of God through his word into your situation and you will start to hear his voice. See, listening means stopping the rush and then tuning your heart. It's two parts really. Quieting down enough that the Holy Spirit can speak and then you will hear not an audible voice, but as we heard in that lovely song earlier, the still small voice of God's Spirit speaking and guiding us. And as you start to hear his voice, let him encourage you. Let him confirm how important you are to him. Let him speak to the place from which you might worry, have anxiety or peace. Let him keep you out of temptation and sin. Let him fill you to overflowing with his love, peace and grace. Let your faith be nurtured as you absorb his word into your life. Memorise verses that speak to you so that in every moment of every day the voice of God the shepherd is in you and with you. Now of course it's one thing to hear the voice of this good shepherd, it's another to follow. There is the action of the shepherd and the response of the sheep. So let us secondly commit to follow his direction. Now, it's been my experience over the years uh, that as I've tuned myself to hear his voice, his capacity to speak into my life is not limited by him. He is so willing to guide and lead me. I found in my life and in many interactions as a pastor with other people that to find the wholeness and life that God has planned for you, you must be prepared to follow the shepherd's voice. Kenneth Bailey uh, it's written a, a brilliant book, which I uh, recommend to you, entitled The Good Shepherd. Uh, and it looks at this whole idea from you know, a historic Israeli point of view. It's, it's a wonderful book. But he describes this uh, interaction between the shepherd and the sheep uh, as a fusion between the shepherd and the action of the sheep. Now, to me, this is a matter of choice each of us must consider. First, we must make the choice that the overarching priority in our lives will be to follow Jesus, to do the things that Jesus would do, to say the things that Jesus would say, to live the way that Jesus would have us live. I mean, I summarise it like this, to make his view our worldview. All other voices in our life are going to be subservient to that decision. The number one priority is I want to follow Jesus and his will in my life, and then I'll choose to obey him in the many choices that I have to make every day. So on one level, we, we choose in advance to live like Jesus and then in every opportunity and every choice we have to make, we listen for the voice of our shepherd and commit in advance to obey. Jesus is our good shepherd. We listen to him and obey and follow his leadings and so we position ourselves to receive his guidance and provision. Now, one final thought before we pray and go about our day. Jesus, the good shepherd, so wants to be your shepherd that he did something that no one else in history did. It's referred to twice in John chapter 10. 
it says this, he lays down his life for the sheep. In an act of surrender, he stated his intention to bring you life and formed a bond with you which neither death nor life can break. Now remember, this is the I am God. I wonder if you remember the American airline pilot Sully Sonnenberg. He became famous in 2009, I don't know if you recall, when he saved 155 passengers and crew on his plane flying over New York. Uh, he safely landed the plane which had been disabled by a flock of birds destroying the engines. He safely landed the plane on the Hudson River, saving everybody's lives. A year later, there was a reunion held for the passengers and crew of that flight. And on that occasion, the saved passengers embraced Captain Sully with tears because they were meeting him for the very first time. And what they realised was that his saving act had created a special bond with those that he had saved. Now, amazing as that act of bravery was, Jesus went beyond that in an act of sacrificial love. It cost him absolutely everything. By his death on the cross, we have the possibility of that special bond relationship with God the Father. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. By his death and resurrection, he's rescued us from the greatest enemy that all of his faith, death itself. In relationship with the Good Shepherd, we avail ourselves of the life now and for all eternity. Our part is to recognise our folly of trying to live life our own way without reference to God and choose to turn towards him. Receive his forgiveness for all we have done wrong and receive the gift of life now and for eternity. Now, I prepared a short prayer that you might like to make your own. Uh, and as I pray, you can make it your own. If you're here watching me today and you're thinking, well, I wouldn't actually describe myself as a Christian or maybe you, you were a Christian, but you've kind of not been following that. This is your moment. This is your moment to, to surrender your life to Jesus and to receive the Good Shepherd. So let me pray the prayer and you make it your own. Jesus, thank you for the life in full abundance that you've prepared for me. I am sorry for trying to live my life my own way. I ask you to forgive me and to help me. I choose to take my security from you. Come and lead me as my shepherd. I choose to put you at the centre of my life and from this moment to trust you and follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I'm so pleased for you. It's a transformational moment. Our team would love to help you take next steps in getting to know Jesus more. A link's going to appear on the screen here. Let me encourage you, can I, to go there as soon as possible. Let us know about your decision and uh, one of the team will help be in touch and help with these next steps. Finally, let me pray for all of us a prayer from Hebrews chapter 13. It's a, it's a wonderful prayer. Let me pray it over us. I want to declare it. Now, may the God of peace, who brought up the, from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him, all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. So thank you again for the opportunity to speak to you today. I pray that as you go into this week, you may know 
the very presence of the shepherd God with you. I am is with you as the good shepherd. We're going to hand back to the worship team now who are going to help us celebrate the goodness of God to us.